else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley, and it's springtime in New York City. I know last time I was like, yo, it's wintertime. It's springtime again, okay? Wintertime lasts one week. Usually the coldest day is one day. Um, It really makes you reconsider uh, living here. Every time it happens, like I've talked about this so many times, but that's it. You just got to get through that one day. And if you can avoid being outside, it's fine. What happens is if you live in an old building, they just fucking overdo it with the heat and then they keep doing it. But after that one cold day, then the uh, the weather gets just immediately springtime weather and you are in this hot ass fucking apartment and you can't get comfortable no matter what. So yeah, shout out to New York City fucking, you know, old buildings who have, they have the audacity to charge the money that they charge and uh, you can't even control your own heat. So thank you, New York City. You know, I'm a native New Yorker, so I can talk shit about New York, but I don't like when other people do it. You know, when people talk shit about New York in front of me, I get really fucking personally upset. I take it as a personal a front, um, just a heads up. So if you see me and you're around and you got something bad to say about New York, keep it to yourself, please. Thank you. I'd like to avoid any kind of friction. I'm on some positivity shit. I woke up this morning. I got a haircut. It was terrifying because I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yo, you got this floppy fucking clown wig just happening. Right. And I take a lot of videos of myself training and working out and doing shit, and I see it in the videos. I'm like, yo, your hair is like, it's cool, but it's getting to a point where like, it's, you can't, you're not always just at the gym where like wild hair is acceptable. You can't really like, it's not manageable, right? And I'm a dude who spent most of his life not having long hair. Like I, I, I kept it so short that it was almost bald. Like I had like a skin fade. For a long time. And you don't have to really think about that. I mean, I was wavy as fuck. My waves were spinning. Looking like tsunami hit it. But it was uh, never something I had to think about, right? I would get a haircut every other week. Sometimes I would get a haircut once a week, to be honest, just to keep my shit tight. I just always was that guy. But um, now I got this long fucking hair, right? And it flops around. And if I'm running, sometimes it'll slap me in the eyes or doing a burpee or whatever. Um, so I said, enough is enough. I woke up this morning, went to the barbershop, shout out to my boy Javier on, um, on Castle Hill in the Bronx. Been cutting my hair for a long fucking time. You know, he moved barbershops. He moved, worked at different parts of the Bronx. And I went to every barbershop that he ever worked at. His dad actually used to cut my hair too. His father cut my hair a few times. But anyway, I got a relationship with this guy, you know? And people like to make jokes about this shit. Like, <laughs> mostly mostly women make jokes about this. Like, oh, men and their barbers, right? Like, yeah, we, uh, we're very loyal to our barbers. Your barber gives you confidence. Your barber keeps you looking ready to tackle anything. I genuinely walk out of the barbershop feeling amazing every time. You know what I mean? There's a couple of people that you feel really happy when you see them. One of those people are the person who's delivering your food. You order food. Dude shows up to the door. 
by the time the food shows up, you're like fucking, you're dying, you're starving, you're, you're famished, you're, you're ready to fucking pass out because you just feel so weak. You can't even have a clear thought because you're so hungry. And the dude shows up, hands you your food, and you're like, holy shit, thank you. You just made my evening or my afternoon, depending on, you know, it's funny when I, when I used to live alone in the Bronx, I uh, would order breakfast all the time. I'll wake up hungover and order from the diner down the street. And they knew me. Like, they knew me. Like, I would go in and order the same shit. But when I ordered, even through Seamless, they knew it was me. So they would, like, you know, like, on Seamless, you can't put everything in. Like, you can't be like, uh, yeah, just give me home fries, but don't give me the like, take the peppers out or whatever. You can't write that on Seamless. I mean, you can, but, like, the chances of them actually paying attention to that are kind of slim. But if I go to the fucking diner, National Diner, right there on the corner on Westchester Square, and I say, yo, it's me. Uh, let me get the way I normally get it. They would just do it. They see you. It's like that family-owned type of shit, you know? I, like, I, I really will continue to go to the same place over and over and over again because they know my order. I know what it's going to taste like, and I don't have to think about it. You know, there's people out there that are very adventurous with their eating. You know, very like, ah, I ate this already last fucking Tuesday. I can't eat this shit again. I'm tired of it. And it's like, yo, I'll eat the same shit every day. You, have a, you can learn a lot from a house cat. Look at the house cats. They live a long time. They prioritize their sleep. They drink water. They're so fucking athletic and strong. They get up, they run around a little bit, and then they lay down again and they sleep. And they eat the same shit all the time. You can feed them the same thing every day. Until something happens, maybe one day we're like, all right, every time they eat this, they vomit. I got to change the food or whatever. But if that's not the case... Yo, they'll just eat the same shit from birth till death. And they'll live to be like 25 years old sometimes, you know. But meanwhile, we want to run around eating at different places all the fucking time, right? Which is fun, I suppose. But my idea of fun is maybe a little bit different. I just really love good conversation. So anyway, I went to the barbershop this morning. I don't know how I got to where I just got. But I went to the barbershop this morning. Haircut was at 8.30 a.m. And me and Hav were catching up, you know, and we were just talking about this, uh, just the idea of having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. We, this was like a, the conversation we're having at, having at the barbershop in the Bronx at 8.30 in the morning. And I'm like, I love this conversation. I love this conversation. We're talking about like the idea of being around people. And I talked about this recently on the podcast, being around people. That you look at, you look around at the group of people you're in and you're like, yo, I really look up to everybody that I'm around. Like I'm inspired by these people as opposed to spending time around people who you look at them and you fucking are like, nope, no way. I would never want to be this person. Like the only way to really uh, progress yourself or propel yourself forward in any way really is to learn. Right. I think we kind of lose 
this, uh, like, I think there's a lot of reasons, right? I think there's pride, you know, but I love asking people questions. I love talking to people about how they got where they got. I love um, sharing information. Just because you know something that I also know and you can use that doesn't make you my competition. We're going to do it different. We're going to be different about it. Like, you know, it doesn't make you 100% my competition. Like, yeah, of course, there's a competitive aspect that's cool. But it's like we're still going to be different and we're going to appeal to different people. You know, you got to be confident in your brand. Like, yeah, I told you this, but are you going to execute it the way I did it? You know? Being yourself is uh, something we talk about a lot, but I don't think we really do. You know what I mean? And I think um, I was just at a at a photo shoot for headshots for the company that I'm I'm starting, I'm working with, um, or working for rather, and uh, we all had to do our own thing. I'm very awkward and uncomfortable when you put me in front of a camera. Sometimes, like sometimes I'm cool. But, I, you know, I just like everybody else, I think, fuck, people can see me and I probably look like a fool right now. Like, I look stupid right now. Or I feel like you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable. People look uncomfortable if they, if they are, you know. And I just had to tell myself, yo, just be you. You know what I mean? And it's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Somebody asks you a question and we start thinking how somebody else answered the question so we could answer the question. That's not being you. Being you is like going, like, you know, listening to your heart and answering some shit the way you, re- like, what whatever your real reaction initially was when you first heard it, that's the way, that's the answer to go with. Unless it's inappropriate. And it's like, this is a professional environment. I'll probably keep that one to myself. But, like, it's, it's in a world where there's so many examples of how to be and how to conduct yourself. It, it 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 seems difficult to be able to trust that being just yourself is okay, right? You're like, if I'm not exactly like this person or exactly like this popular thing, then like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. But there was like an original person who did the thing that you, that is now the standard that changed it from what it was and it was different and it was like and everybody just loved that like somebody could love you you could be creating the next way like the next thing like you could be denying the world of something fresh because of your insecurity and being self-conscious right and I'd be on here saying some shit that's like easier said than done, right? Like it's easier to be like, hey, just be yourself. Because what happens is the thing that's popular is what seems to be like, oh, that's popular. So like that's where the money goes, right? Like that's what they're looking for. They're looking for this because people love this. But it's like, yo, if you can dare to be really bold, I think a lot of people just have this talent. And I think being uh, ashamed or being bashful or being like concerned with how other people are going to perceive you will 
will kind of stop you from like really leaning into what your actual talent is. And I'm guilty of this shit too. Like I'll be home sometimes and I'll just like really like I'll 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 be fucking performing a rap song or a fucking rock song or a, any kind of genre of music. Um like I'm like I wrote the shit and I'm on stage performing it at an arena. You know, and then I'll get I'll get in front of regular people. Somebody will ask me for directions and I'm like, and it's like I never used my voice before. You know what I mean? And it's like, I know I got this shit in me. I know I could perform like a motherfucker. That was actually an issue for me back when I used to get on stage and do shows. Um, Just this like this fear of looking uncool really kind of crippled me um, in a lot of performances um, no matter how much, uh, no matter how much booze I would consume to quote unquote, take the edge off. Um, I just couldn't get fully comfortable with totally letting my guard down and just getting weird. There was a couple of, anytime I did do it though, it was some of the best performances I ever gave. When you just completely lose all shame and you're like here to serve and you're here to deliver you're here to entertain. It's like it's the that's where the magic happens, right? But I think we just let fear hold us back from so many things. I think uh yeah, it's it's crazy. And and it's almost like uh like an irrational fear. Like you see somebody like I'm afraid of heights, right? If I'm somewhere high up, I feel like I don't move the same. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just like close to the wall. I, I, like I'm on this heightened. I have this heightened alertness, and I'm very, very, like, very uncomfortable. You know, just like I'm sure, like people who are afraid of fucking spiders. You see a spider, and you just start like, like you just can't even. Your body won't even move the way it normally would move. I think people feel that way with uh, actually letting them their true selves show, right? Like actually like revealing their selves, actually talking about their passion. You know, me and me and my barber, we were talking about um, somebody like say one of your friends like, oh, I got a new job, and how? And he was like, yo, and I always ask like, yo, is this what you like? Is this like your dream? Like, is this? The thing? You know, is it making you happy? Is it fulfilling you in this way? And I'm like, that's interesting that, you know, because a lot of people would just be like, congrats. But like, he told me that that's what he asked. And it's like, you want to spend your, he was, he was saying this, you want to spend your time working part time on your job and then working the rest of that free time towards building the life and the dream you want. And I thought that was interesting because I'm in a place where what I do for a living is what I'm most passionate about. Now, how lucrative can I make that so I can start exploring other areas of what I want to do and see and and like land where I'd like to land, right? So you got to put yourself in a position financially to give yourself more mobility and uh, security, you know, but... Fortunately for me, I'm in the field um, that I fucking love, right? But um, 
a lot of people will just take a job just because it pays the bills, which is fine. But what happens is we get burnt out and we're just now, we dedicate so much time to building someone else's dream that we're too tired by the time we have time for ourselves to uh, work on our own dreams. And that, and that's pretty sad, you know? I think that's uh, that's sad. It's like, I think if more people made the time to prioritize working on shit, you know, that they uh, really are passionate about, they'd be a lot happier. Obviously. God, you're always, every time I listen to this podcast, you're always saying some obvious ass shit, man. But no, it's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, lucky me. Lucky me. People that don't fuck with me is linking up with... No, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good day. And um, I'm actually competing tomorrow. Me and Gab were competing in a CrossFit competition for the first time ever in either of our lives. And um, it's going to be out in Staten Island. The stakes are low. I'm just really excited and, and I'm... You know, happy to be a part of something. So, oh, also, the CrossFit uh, certification last week in class I was t- talking about before, we passed our test and are certified. So, me, Gab, and our friend Haley, we all are CrossFit level one coaches. I was walking around with anxiety for like three days, getting all these emails from CrossFit, um, but none of them were giving us our test results and we all passed, right? Which is great because. Don't you hate, like, you know what's funny? I really thought this, and I'm not even kidding. If one of us failed, I was hoping it was me. But I'm glad that we all passed. And the only reason I was hoping it was me, because I was, because, you know, I just like to see my, the people that I care about succeed. And I think that I, I would have just handled it and made a bunch of jokes about it and been bummed and annoyed, but I wanted to see my people win, you know? That's what I've learned in the last couple of years. You don't get better by because other motherfuckers are losing. You get better because you get better, right? Listen, have a great day. Uh, have a great week. Uh, enjoy Valentine's Day if you do that sort of thing. And uh, I'll talk to you later.